You're listening to episode one of season three of Partnerships and Possibilities, a podcast on leadership. In this episode, The Secret Club. Hi, I'm Sharon. And I'm Diana. And we're going to be talking about leadership in organizations. Leadership in organization happens at all levels and takes many forms. The last day of this five-week MBA course that I, that, of course, that I was teaching in this MBA program, um, I did a little bit of catching up stuff. And then I basically did open space. Mm-hmm. And um, I explained this was a mod- very modified open space because we didn't really have the time and whatever. But people put up questions and there was a variety of questions and then people used dots to vote on the questions and I said to them if there are so many dots like over eight or something whatever I don't remember the number now that says to me that it's a a general enough interest we probably should do that as a group of the whole Mm -hmm. but if it's two or three dots then we'll leave some time for those breakout groups and then the three dot people you know can go and talk about this topic that topic fair everybody seemed to think that was good well as it turned out virtually all of the questions clustered in big dot groups so there were like six or eight overarching questions that everybody had a lot of energy around So I go and look at them, and um, some of them were things that seemed like they would be reasonable to talk about in a group. Um, One was, how do you cull dead weight uh, without oversharing about fired employees um, and not kill culture? So, you know, that was kind of an HR-ish sort of policy question of... Mm, you know, nobody likes to be in an environment where somebody has just disappeared. <laughs> you, right. you don't know yes. whatever happened yeah. or whatever. So we that was cool. Then we talked about one, um, women in leadership, um, how, do, uh, how do women get promoted? We talked about that a little bit. Okay. Uh, then we got to... Uh, a question that stopped me dead in my tracks, which was, how does one get into the secret club? And I thought, is this a joke? Mm -hmm. Or what does this mean? And I knew, I knew that it had to come from one of two people in the class, because they had asked questions right along that sort of suggested that their main focus around this course and anything else they were learning was, I see myself as a senior guy. It happened to be, there were two men. I see myself as a senior guy. They haven't seen the light yet and, and, you know, haven't they been, meaning the other people in the class? No, oh. no, no, no. They meaning the people in their company. Oh, okay. Hadn't seen the light yet and promoted them to, you know, where they thought they ought to be. They were clearly impatient, irritable, um, and felt that um, they they really needed to be, you know, yeah. higher. So I knew the question came from one of them. But I couldn't say that, so I 
Well, you you assume. I assume you you're assume right. Right. The I assume. Yeah. Right. But there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine other people <laughs> potentially who had voted for this. So I knew that you know a lot of people had a question around this. But um, um, so I started out by saying, well, all right. Uh, somebody needs to explain to me what they mean by the secret club. Yeah. What, what is that? So there was silence. And finally, one person piped up, one of actually of the two, that I sus- suspected had written this and said, well, what I mean is, how do you get the keys to the executive washroom? I said, oh, Lord. Say a little <laughs> bit more about that? <laughs> I'm kind of like, mm. oh. yeah. So he said... Well, um, you know, I want to know what it is you have to do to, you know, become a senior person uh, and be part of that, you know, the decision-making group. I said, okay. Um, I don't know how to answer that, honestly. I mean, I don't know why why you feel your path is blocked or wh- whether you do feel it's blocked, whether, whether there are senior people, you know, at a very, very small number of them and they're just, they haven't retired yet. And so there's no openings. Um, mm-hmm. So if that were the case, it might be an issue of someone deciding, do they want to stay in this organization or go to another organization? I don't know whether, um, in an individual case, somebody's kind of looked at the skill sets that are required and said, well, here's a real talented person, but it's just, they just don't have the skill sets we need. I said, there's no one size fits all answer to this kind of a question. And there's no magic bullet. And that wasn't okay. It was clear to me from the reactions that a number of people thought I was just being evasive or I didn't know, and if I didn't know, then what was I doing teaching this class? And I walked out of there thinking, huh? Yeah. I mean, what was in people's heads when they came to take this class that they somehow had a notion that they were going to learn magic? Because that's what kind of it came down to. I mean, I tried to teach them about current leadership thinking. Mm -hmm. About what it means to lead at an organizational level. What it means to um, think about agility, flexibility, um, empowering people, um, um, letting people, you know... um, make mistakes, that that's, that's what leadership in today's organizations look like. And, and it sounds as though, possibly, these are folks whose idea of leadership had much more to do with how do I get control what are my promotional opportunities? How do I get the exalted job titles and the salaries that go with them? As a primary concern 
more than Absolutely. how do I do good work in whatever my role is. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, I don't know how, I think there are some organizations that foster that kind of thinking. I think there are some family systems that foster that kind of thinking. Um, I think there are some television shows <laughs> that foster that kind of thinking. Um, and, you know, but even people that I really, really, really don't agree with and really haven't watched his show that much, like Donald Trump, you know, at least on that Apprentice show, those people have to produce to, to stick around. They also have to have the be able to have some influencing skills and some other things, but they have to produce to stick around. Sure, it's there's not a sort of a magic way to be the person who's comes out on the other end, sits next to Donald, right? And, um, yeah, I think I think what, I'm trying not to be judgmental here, but. How that comes across to me is actually, I suspect they think that's a very sophisticated and worldly way of thinking about leadership. And as I look at it, it seems really naive. Absolutely. It seems very naive. Like, like you it's think, all about, you, you it's think, all about me. Well, for and, one thing. Well, yes, there's the narcissism quality to it. But then there's also that you actually think you're going to be able to do this without doing the work and without understanding what the work of leadership is and putting your, you know, putting your effort in. And your effort may be in building certain kinds of relationships. It may be blah, blah, blah. But even the question, how do you get the keys to the executive washroom? It's like, who wants to work for a company that has an executive washroom anymore? Well, I, I mean, don't think I don't think maybe that that was literally what yeah, but, you know. But, yeah, but but it's an interesting metaphor to choose right. out of all the world of metaphors that could have been right. picked. That's right. an interesting one to pick, and you know we don't live in we're in Oregon. We're not in <laughs> New York City. You know, <laughs> this isn't how do you succeed in business without really trying, right? It's like find a mentor, find a coach. Find out what works in your organization. Build some relationships. Here's the path. Here's the not so easy path to the secret club. Do the work and and focus on improving yourself and be kind of becoming the kind of person that's going to be contributing in such a way that you'll get invited to the club. Right. So and that changes from organization to organization to some degree. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um. So, so I, I also, in this class, I spent some time the last yeah. day talking about that even if you were invited into the secret club, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because it is not without its dark side. Yeah. And I talked about the dark side because having been married to somebody who was at that level and seeing what the dark side was then, yeah. and I think it's even changed over that now, yeah. I said to people, you know, you've got to think about 
whether you want to be essentially 24-hour accessible, whether you want to um, um, have your family potentially exposed to the kind of um, public scrutiny that they yeah. can be exposed to. I mean, there are a lot of things that go with the, the very, very um, senior yeah. leadership of organizations maybe that are less common in Oregon, because yeah. here we have lots of smaller and mid-sized companies. Um, but if you're starting to talk about the big guys, the Fortune 500, those people lead lives of extraordinary pressure, yeah. you know, of being busy almost every night of the week, having to speak, having to travel, having to put in public appearances at this community event, that community event. It's okay if you knowingly choose that kind of life. And, um, and if your family chooses it along with you. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and if you haven't had those kinds of discussions with your family, then, you know, I was saying to this group of students, it's time to have them now because if you're seeing yourself on that kind of a trajectory, you really need to be sure that they're going with you. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, whether you're prepared to make that kind of a choice. And I'm not making any judgment about it. No. I know what worked for me and for my spouse, but I'm not making a judgment about what would work for anybody else. But that, that is something that nobody talks about right. when, when they talk about you know, the ability to influence people and yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, you look at somebody like Barack Obama and how much he, he's aged in office and the, the, the kind of pressure he's been under. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if it turns out that he's able to accomplish what he hoped he could accomplish, I hope he feels it was worth it. Yeah. If he isn't able to accomplish what he hoped, is he gonna regret having spent those years? And right. I don't know. Right. But you know that that's that's not a an absolutely clear proposition as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, if he continues, you know, look at how much power supposedly he has, and how and, little he's able to get. <laughs> right, and because Congress isn't letting him. Yeah. So so well, you know, and that's. And, and that's, there, a, that's a good thing yeah. to think about when you right. think about, well, when I'm the leader and I'm in charge, everything's going to be different. Well, hello. No, it's not. Right. Right. Because it's the same. I mean, if you're in a Fortune 500, for certainly if it's publicly traded, you've got a board and you've got state shareholders that are asking you questions. And if you're on that kind, in that kind of a company, those shareholders are really big and influential because they are they are institutional investors right. and you know right. those kinds of things. Um, so it's not as though you don't have your own air quotes Congress to deal with. Right. There are lots of and and your own you know every every organization has every organization of size has uh, communication issues. You know, what gets decided at the top and what happens at the bottom. Right. Are very different. You know, it's like, it's 
like the old game of telephone, right? right. The message changes as it goes along the line. And, um, and, and to get it to stay consistent requires enormous amounts of attention and energy and, and um, public behavior that reinforces whatever the message is. I mean, I think that's, you know, that's another piece along with, you know, membership in the secret club carries with it the, the need to behave in certain ways that may not be your personal inclination. Exactly. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's interesting that... That, so, yeah, I, I guess I go back to my original, my original sort of thought is that seems, to, that question seems to me to come to, a, from a place of extreme naivete. Mm -hmm. Just, just, and so I guess if, if I were confronted by a person like that with that question, you know, I, I would assume that they were very early in their journey and very early career and or hadn't been paying attention. And so my advice to them would be all around whatever was possible in their slice of the world to get some experience so that they could really have a clear-eyed understanding of their particular particular secret club they were looking toward and what it was going to take to get there because you're right it's not a one-size-fits-all what it takes to be in the secret club of a startup is very different than what it takes to be in the secret club of a big multinational organization and the desirability of those are quite different depending on who a person is too sure so that's an interesting question but yeah so it, and it does remind me of the folks you know looking for kind of the magic bullet and I, I you know hello folks anybody who's listening to this <laughs> podcast if you don't take away anything else there aren't any magic bullets anywhere ever on any topic <laughs> just let that one go well, that's just magical thinking especially about leadership and you know it, it's it's yeah. funny I was thinking you know leadership is is kind of like parenting mm -hmm. you know in the sense that um, everybody thinks they'll know it when they you know when they see it and that you know uh, they actually think they they know lots about it you know, yeah. they they yeah. they're really clear about it. and then when you actually have to do it it's harder than you thought yeah. and there aren't a lot of easy answers yeah. and um the complexity of it uh is uh, upsetting to some people there was a person who wrote a comment actually about uh, the, the the class who said People who didn't like this class were young and inexperienced uh, because at, as an older person, I recognize the wisdom and the complexity of Sharon's thinking on this topic, and, um, but they couldn't see it. Well, they were in their 40s 
So that leaves me wondering, were they emotionally young or, uh, you know, yeah. just professionally young or what? Because by their 40s, you'd think, you'd think that they would kind of have a clue that it isn't just all that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, the other possibility is, I mean, like you're just saying about parenting, the that parallel, I, I like to be really careful about using family metaphors in business, <laughs> but but there is a you know there is a there is an analogy there, and and you know if I've made it to my forties and I've never really been in a substantive leadership role where I've had to make hard decisions that affected other people, and um, so then I suppose, you know. I suppose that could be possible. Um, if I've been, a, you know, if I've been an individual contributor for the whole first part of my career, and now I want to move into, into management or into leadership, I've decided that's a path I want to take. I, I might still have a fairly uninformed view. I guess you know another thing I might say to those folks, and and a thing that really shaped my thinking about this, is. An easy way to get into the secret club of high-level leadership is to do it as a volunteer. Find an organization, find your professional association, find, you know, find some organization of size that needs volunteers and begin to volunteer and you will work your way up the ladder because they're always crying for people to be, you know, chairs of committees and and presidents and vice presidents and even boards and oh there's, sure if, there's if, some really good if, if people were asking for individual counseling on yeah. this you, you know but th- yeah. I couldn't have that conversation no 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 yeah but 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 I think that's just a good thing to do in general Don Frisbee who was mm-hmm. um uh, an old time portland Right, business community stalwart. He was. Um, he was a, from Northwest Natural Gas, wasn't he? Either that or PG. I think maybe PGE. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, okay. one of one of the big utilities, right. and and uh, for many years, very central to how things got done in Portland. Um, used to say that he sent all of his managers to be United Way. Um, what do they call it? Loaned executives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they learned more about how to really be a good leader that way when they when the people they were managing could vote with their feet. Yeah, really. Right, and weren't tied by a paycheck or benefits or anything like that. They were there because they were interested in doing the work. And to be able to lead and manage those folks takes a very high level of skill. Mm-hmm. It also, um, and, and so, and I've always remembered him saying that. He said it at a city club meeting I, that I was listening to one time. But the other part of that is, uh, is when you do that, when you, you find your way into an upper level leadership role in a fairly good sized uh, volunteer organization, you also begin to experience some of those things about what it means to make decisions that not everybody agrees with mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. but that everyone has to live with mm-hmm. and 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 some of the um, aspects of being on call when you don't necessarily want to be on call that you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier and 
and other how other people behave um, in the sense of I guess the only delicate way I could put it is the sucking up behavior that you end up dealing with and you learn I learned very early on I don't ever be one want to be one of those people because I know what a turnoff it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so um, I, I mean I think you know if people are seriously asking this question and I guess we'll probably title this podcast something about how do you get in the secret club. Um, if people are seriously asking that question, you know, finding out more about what it feels like to be there is a good first step. And there are ways of doing that without having to uh, do it in your own organization first. You can try it. I mean, I used to uh, tell my kids that they should take their driver's uh, d- driver's uh, practice thing twice, right? Once to figure out what it was going to be like, and then once to get your driver's license, right? Well, so this is that same thing, you know. Do get into that executive suite once through a path that's a little easier where you know it's not going to be the be-all and end-all, and then try it in your organization. Well, and that goes back to what you were saying before about, in essence, paying your dues. Yes. Putting in your time, paying your dues. Yeah. And that brings me to a point of view that um, also came up a lot about generational differences. I think that young people now are very impatient Mm -hmm. with the idea of, you know, paying your dues. That their concept of that is is maybe different Mm -hmm. than... Um, what yours and mine might be. So, um, you know, there, there are so many ways in which um, age issues, generational issues yeah. are playing out in the workplace now. Um, I wonder if it might be worth some time to focus on that because if, if that vision of what that means is really different in in people now who are coming up with ability than it was for for our age group there is going to be a real a real clash yeah. around um, um, organizational leadership yeah yeah that's interesting that's interesting although you know in many ways in from my in just from my own experience, I see those issues more with sort of the generation in between, I guess the Gen Xers, not in so much the the younger folks. I, I find a lot of younger folks who really kind of get, right. we have to think about how does this work as a whole system, what is the community of well, that's practice what the liter- like. And that is what the literature you know, says. And, that- and, and, that's, and, and so it is these the 40-somethings that you're exactly. talking about, the people who are kind of in between exactly. who are more struggling with this. And if they don't come to grips with it, if, if they are struggling with it, which I'm not saying everybody is, but if they are, and they don't come to grips with it, the younger folks are going to blow right by them, would be my prediction. Because they do get it, and so it's it's worthwhile spending some time just thinking about that. Well, how yeah. would you define? You said the younger 
the really younger folks yeah. get it. Yeah. How would you define the it? Um, I would say the um, the style of leadership that is more about stewardship, more about collaboration, more about thinking systemically. Um, I, my guess is what you taught in your class mm -hmm. in terms of leadership mm -hmm. is, is the it that I'm mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, you know, I am acquainted with some folks that I just think are amazing on that score, and mm -hmm. they're you know, all under, well under 35. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, you know, I think there's a thing. I, I also think there's the... Um, uh, part part of the perception, I think, is is how much we have lionized the Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg's and um, Mark Andreessen and you know all these people who, at a very young age, managed to you know start the, you know do a startup, start their company, and be at the top. And make fortunes. And make fortunes. And, you know, it's a little like every high school basketball player thinking they're going to make it to the NBA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, only mm -hmm. maybe even less likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a person who loves the idea of startups. I like to start things. I, and, I, and I love hearing stories about people who are starting up. But what I mostly know is that the people who are making it to the secret club there are putting in enormous amounts of work. I mean, they are... It's their they, life. It's your, yes, exactly what you were talking about. They, still, they give their up their life for a while in, to build a company. And even then, it doesn't always work. Right. But for some, some stellar few, it the... The stars, stars align, align and mm -hmm. the world, you know, all the, the streams flow together and it works. Um, so, yeah, it's secret club. I don't think I want to be in it. <laughs> well, I knew I didn't when yeah. I looked at it up close. I just thought, to me, that's not about having a rich and full life. It's about having one dimension of life become my whole life and I don't want that yeah. and, and I'm not making you know a judgment about people who do who do yeah. I mean you know I admire some of them because they've produced fabulous things but I just knew I I didn't want yeah. that and I couldn't do that yeah um and and I just think that people don't really stop and think about what it's going to mean. Mm -hmm. They just see, well, I'll be at the top and then I can, you know, it's like being empress of the world. I'll wave my wand and yeah. things will be fabulous and I'll get all these accolades and wowie zowie. Good luck with that. Yeah, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's interesting. Hmm. I think we've kind of come to the end. Um, if you've got... You know, have you made it into the secret club, our listeners? Um, if you did, what is it like for you in the secret club? And do you have a desire to be in the secret club? What, what's, what drives that desire? 
Or have you turned away from that? And what prompted you to turn away and say, I want to go a different direction? We'd be interested to hear all of, of what you have to say about that. And we hope you'll leave some comments for us to respond to. Thanks for listening. Please leave a comment on our blog or email us, leadershippodcast at gmail.com. This has been episode one of season three of Partnerships and Possibilities. Thanks for listening.